This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. Alrighty then, welcome to week 17 of the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Contino, here with Chris Morris and Dom Fierro. What up? What is up, everyone? Everybody, how we doing? It's week 17. It's coming to a close, but uh, the Eagles are still alive and they have a chance to make the playoffs, so. Well, we're doing okay. My season's been over for a while, though, so you know, I'm glad to see some playoff football that will be non-stressful again this year. So it's been a, it's been a good season, though. It's been an entertaining season. A lot of great storylines around the league. Got a lot of great individual performances on this podcast too, and uh, <laughs> hope we close hope we close strong. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to go back to last week where uh, I destroyed both of you in the. Uh, Set our own lineups, you know, by a, by a small margin of 40 points. Oh, man. I, just can, I cannot come anywhere out of third in those things. <laughs> well, Mor- Morris's team went off the week before that, so I'll give him props for that, too. <laughs> True. Stupid Dalvin Cup. Tino, you did rock us. Yeah, well, Taylor Heineke uh, – Taylor Heineke. Oh, my God. That's a great name, too. I didn't even know who he was until the game started, and I saw him in your lineup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got to trust. Yeah. Hey, it worked. Absolutely. All right, let's let's dive into this week and uh, talk about quarterbacks. Um, Unlike Taylor Heineke, because he is out, actually, this week. Oh yeah, who's who's playing now for them? Kyle Allen. Wait, who's that again? A and M. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, oh that's, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's uh, he's on my list of quarterbacks this week. I don't know about you, Morris. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. Well, I mean, I guess Heideki worked for you last weekend. Panthers backups just going down the list. I mean, they're at the Saints, right? The Saints are resting players. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I mean, he's only four thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> saves you a bunch of money, and uh, you know he's probably going to come out slinging. He went four for four when he came in last week, so who knows? Could happen, yeah. Saints won't be playing Lattimore and Apple and those guys in the back end. I would, I wouldn't think, or they're starting D line. Um, yeah, there's that's that's an optimistic pick, I think. And only at four thousand, you're right. Yeah, so that that's the only guy like I would maybe consider playing that's on the low end of the spectrum this week um a lot of the other guys in the middle to low tier are kind of sketchy to me if i'm gonna you know try to save money i might as well go all the way down kyle allen and uh, see what happens yeah i was thinking i wouldn't i was gonna keep riding the hot hand at Foles. oh nice little price i knew you were Dob. yeah me too price a little higher this week obviously starting to pick up on his big performances um at 5900 but Washington, I think, now not being mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. The DJ Swearinger fallout. He was honestly maybe their best player on defense, certainly on the back end. Um, they don't have him now. I think this could get ugly in the nation's capital with Foles throwing up another 300-plus yard, 3-4 touchdown game. Um, I'm, I'm smelling it again. And I like your boy this week, uh, Dom. I like Rodgers. I think coming off a huge performance last week. Um, going against what's, you know, just not a very – it's just a bad Detroit team. 
Um, looked like Rodgers was finding some some rhythm with the rookie receivers last week too. St. Brown and, and Valdez Scanling both had nice weeks. Um, and then Devontae obviously is always a problem. Um, so obviously too little too late in the air for the Packers, but I like the way their offenses look the last couple of weeks. Um, I think they'll continue that too. Yeah, I mean, it's only 16 weeks too late for the Packers. You know, uh, They love you know, Joe Philbin and what he's done to that team is he simplified the offense and kind of let Rodgers ride it. You know, If Rodgers sees something, he, says, he lets him change it. There you go. And it's simplified and it's rolling. Uh, and a big one, we might be picked this week. I'll save that later for the running backs. Uh, but it's been a great – you know, it was a great game last week. He played awesome. So, at 6,300, I think it's worth a shot. Again, the only thing I would say is be aware if Deshaun Kaiser ends up coming in. But it seems like Rod <laughs> ready to play the whole game again. And then <laughs> Nick Foles, you already said it more, so I'm riding with him pretty much until, you know, well, I guess it's week 17. And then if he makes the playoffs, I'm still going to keep it going with him. But – He's just having, you know, he's just said something in the water in Philly come December when Paul is getting ready to play. St. Nick, man. St. Nick. He is just, it's amazing what he's done. Come the holidays, it's just, it's his time. It's time. And I'm riding. Uh, That's what, make it. That would be my pick, though, is Nick Foles. I'm riding yeah. in week 17. I think we cruise again. I agree. I, I do like Nick Foles, too. Um <laughs> Oh, I don't know if we could play him three weeks in a row. I don't know if the fans would appreciate that. They might not. There's a couple other QBs. I like the Rodgers, and I like uh, even even Allen. <laughs> I mean, if we want to pay up in other positions, which it might be a good week to do so. Well, yeah, I actually like uh, Lamar Jackson. At 56. Yeah, I kind of do too. I was looking at him. Bridgewater possibility, I think. 5,300. He's going to start, uh, right? Yeah, I'm a little sketched out about how many snaps they're going to give him. I'm, yeah, I'm just not sure what they, they're going to do in New Orleans. I just really don't know. Yeah, Sean Payton is like one of those guys that still likes to stick it to the other team, so maybe he starts Drew Brees. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I feel like he might try to stick it to them by starting Bridgewater and just throwing it 40 times and letting Teddy ball out. Oh, I love that. You I know? love that. That's the opt. That's the upside of it, obviously. But yeah, you're right. Who knows what you know? How much he's going to play and how serious they're going to take the game and all that. I may even throw out there Josh Allen. No, he's at six thousand. But oh, the reckless runner, Josh. Hey, you know he's doing, Miami does stink. He's doing well there. Miami does is awful and high price. Josh Allen's price higher than Foles. Man. Well, that's because of who they're going up against and. Guess, you know, Josh Allen has a few more games played this season than uh, they falls. So true. That, that's what they're going up, you know. But at six thousand, if you don't want to do falls, if you don't want to spend the extra three hundred on Rogers, Josh Allen's definitely someone to take a look at. Agreed. Game was at his last game at Miami. Uh, put up thirty three point seven fantasy points. So. Uh... Yeah, that's a, it's a good day. Rush for 100. That was a good um, day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the Miami rush defense is just abysmal. So, <laughs> Josh Allen could have a day, possibly. Um, at 6,000, that's a little risky, but who 
who knows? Like I said, it could could end up paying off uh, some big dividends. Um, another, the last guy I like is Sam Darnold, baby. Oh boy! Oh no! <laughs> oh, he was on a roll last week. Yeah, he was on a roll. He tore apart that that Packers. That's true. He's been looking good. Been looking real good. <laughs> well, so yeah, I mean, I do like Darnold pick. That's a, I I thought he was probably the best quarterback coming out of the draft. So I like that. I don't know yep. if I like uh, going into New England could be tough, but the Pats will be playing their team too. Well, um, the most but dangerous- yeah, I mean he's that's that's by no means a the, defense. He's the, all these rookie quarterbacks have been looking pretty decent. I think that in the year. Yeah, I mean the most dangerous team to play is a team that has nothing to lose, and that's Jets. True. So you're gonna see, and this could be Tobles' mm-hmm. last game. You could see some crazy stuff go on in this game. That's true. Oh yeah, Bulls is gonna get the pink slip come Monday. So not gonna be a happy New Year's in the Bulls household. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely not. I think he'll find a job though. True. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to running backs. It's uh, looking a little scary this week. Um, like we were saying before the pod, before we when we were talking, just a little sketchy in the week seventeen, not knowing who's playing and uh, who's not. So. Let's uh, see if we can uh, dissect some of these players and uh, if they're going to bowl out or not. Who you got uh, this week, Morris, running the rock? Uh, I got a couple guys all kind of under the radar uh, a little bit. I got Chris Carson, who obviously I think – I mean, he's at a bust-out year. Really just runs hard. Um, and they're going to be playing their guys too, I think, trying to lock up the fifth seed in the NFC um, against just, you know, what's arguably the worst team in football, the Cardinals. Um, I think Carson will have a big week. Uh, and then a little lower than that, 5,400, are C.J. Anderson, man. Last week, ran the ball well off the streets for the Rams. But I don't think – I mean, I'm not so sure Gurley's going to play. And even if he does, we'll, you know, who knows how much. They could be up big early in this game and just let it ride out with Anderson, rest up Gurley for the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, he looked like he had some young legs last week out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, I, I like him this week. And then also – a little bit higher than that, sixty-one hundred. I like Damian Williams. Um, Spencer Ware, I think, is going to play this week, but I mean, Williams has sort of been getting the the load of the work there uh, most recently, um, and he, you know, does a little bit of everything. Can kind of obviously can't replicate what Kareem Hunt does, but um, you know, good receiver out of the backfield, um, can run the ball between the tackles still, um, and just an explosive player. Um, and I like him against Oakland, who just stinks, and Kansas City is going to be playing. You know, they're playing for home field advantage, so they'll be playing their guys most of the game. Yeah, so uh, I like those picks, and then I also like Jamal Williams this week at 6,000. Uh, the kind of main question, Joe Philbin loves him, one. Two, he's going to be the starting running back with Jones Hurt. You know, he's on IR, uh, so he's pretty much the only running back left on the roster that's had any playing time. And – the, a big thing with him is going was going into the season, if he could handle going, you know, a full game. And last week, I believe he played ninety five percent of the offensive snaps, so he can clearly do it. And he had a big game against the Jets. I think you're going to keep riding him this week. Uh, you know, kind of still going to be an audition for Joe Philbin. So if they can beat the Lions and play really well, you know, Jamal Williams is going to be centered around that. And then another guy I like is uh, Sony Michelle against the Jets. Is that 5,200? Uh, 
you know, I know those Patriots running backs, you never know what you're, you know, one of them might go off and that might not be the guy you picked. But against in week 12 against the Jets, uh, he had 25 fantasy points. He had two touchdowns or one touchdown. Uh, you know, so I think that's a good pick too, especially at 5,200. I feel like if you're running back for that low, you should definitely pick him. Yeah, I, I like your guys' picks. Um, Tony Michelle slightly scares me just because of the New England factor, even though he had a really yeah. against the Jets that last time. Um, doesn't mean he's going to carry the ball as much this time. Belichick's always changing things up. Um, DJ Anderson is definitely going to be a decent play, I think. If Gurley plays, he's going to be very limited. Um, and we can, we saw last week that he's very capable of running the football still. So he, he could definitely get upwards of 15 touches, which uh, is really good for his price at 5,400. Um, Tom Jamal Williams also a good play going up against Detroit. Uh, he's going to get upwards between 15 and 20 touches again this week. Ran the ball really well last week against the Jets. So he's definitely – Definitely a solid play. Um, my two plays are actually – well, I have three plays, and they're all priced uh, the same down in the 4,000s. Jeff Wilson Jr., Gus Edwards, and Darren Sproles. All I was just going to say two other – yeah, I was just going to – I was literally just scrolling through and going to say two other sneaky ones, Gus Edwards and, and Darren Sproles. Um, Sproles has scored in three out of the, the last four games that he's come back in. Um and, you know, still looks like he was, hasn't really lost the step. You know, he's probably going to retire at the end of the year. He's been really productive for us. Um, and Gus Edwards, I'm shocked he's priced that low. Um, not like Cleveland's really world beaters against stop, against stopping the run either. Um, and Edwards just racks up. I mean, his yards per carry going back the last six, seven games is just through the roof. Um, hasn't found the end zone a ton. But, yeah, I mean, he gets a lot of carries, a lot of volume, um, and pretty much for good yardage every week too. There, there's another running back at the 4,400 price tag that you're forgetting, Tina. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Doug Martin. Stop. Oh, my God. Stop it with Doug Martin. 107 yards rushing on Monday night. He had a touchdown. They're going up. The Raiders are going up against 31st-ranked defense in the Chiefs. The run defense is 28th in the league. Doug Martin. Could be an extremely sneaky play this week. Oh man, Dom's been just tooting this Doug Martin horn all year, and finally waits for the 100 yard game to bust him out in Week 17. Hey, hey, you know the Chiefs' defense—they look, were looking awfully soft against the run against Seattle last Sunday night. Um, so yeah, it's not crazy. No, that actually isn't too crazy. I just can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I can either. Uh, I can't put Doug Martin in my lineup. It's just Doug Martin. He's just washed in my mind. Uh, Doug Martin. He's going to have a big game, I'm telling you. Oh, uh, we'll see, Dom. Wendell Smallwood didn't work out last week. No. Dom, that was smart. Darren, not putting that, I didn't put that in my lineup either. Darren Sproles ruined me for that. But Yeah, and but Smallwood should still get carries over Adams. Adams was looking terrible last week, and his fumble was just – Awful. I mean, Smallwood, I believe. Uh, let me check real quick, but I'm pretty sure he had, you know, didn't have, you know, obviously didn't have a great day, but still had, you know, seven fantasy points. So 
He only, no, he, didn't, he only had like three or four touches. He didn't have a lot of. He didn't get the ball a lot. Yeah, I was a little like I was a little disappointed in him because Adams is not really the hot hand anymore. Yeah. Wendell was the guy against the Rams and didn't really get a lot of touches. He had he had one rush for three yards and then he had four receptions for twenty four yards. I did have four catches. Yeah. So, so I mean, I didn't really get that many. I, I mean, only had like two or three. Yeah. So at the three thousand mark that he was at last week for seven yeah. points, I mean, it's not what you want, but. You know, at the same time, you can see that they're clearly trying to get him the ball with game. So, yeah, <laughs> my little small would break down on this podcast. So <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, Tito can't stand the Smallwood chatter. Oh uh, well, all right. If we're gonna talk about one of the Smallwood, we're gonna talk about someone that's at a similar price that's significantly better at football than him, Rex Burkhead. Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're worried about the rotation with the Patriots, which is a valid concern, but the rotation with the Eagles is just – it's a rotation and none of the players are that good except for Sproles. <laughs> so, agree. Burkett can play football. Exactly. He had 17 touches last week. Yeah. And they – I mean, they're kind of – right now with their offense, it doesn't – I mean, Gronk is not a factor. Brady, I think father time is, is hitting them. Um, and they can I – mean, I mean, he's still Brady, but he's not Brady, you know. Same way Gronk. I mean, Gronk's body's breaking down. No Gordon anymore. They can't really throw the ball down the field anymore, that offense, at least not this season. Um, and they're really relying on the running game. I agree. I think Burkhead's a good play. Yeah, he worked out well for me last week when he was priced uh, $200 less. So, yeah. put up a solid solid, uh, solid numbers, 11 fantasy points last week. All right. So, uh, Morris, who's your top three running backs this week? Oh, man. Let me name so many guys. Uh, I like, I like Chris Carson. Um, I like, I like Damian Williams and I like Jamal Adams or Jimmy, not Jamal, Jamal Williams. Excuse me. Yeah. I like, uh, I'd had the same thing except I'd be Jamal Williams one. Then I go. Um, what's his name for the Chiefs? Um, Damian yeah, Williams. Damian Williams too. And then I, you know, just because I'm, on, you know, on the train for Doug Martin. Doug Martin three because he's at forty four hundred. Of course. <laughs> well, um, I absolutely think that Melvin Gordon needs to be in lineups. Obviously, that's not like a sneaky play or anything, but. Um, like Dom, you were saying if Doug Martin can run for uh, 107 against Denver, what do you think uh, Melvin Gordon could do this week? Um, I mean, hopefully, yeah. hopefully he doesn't hurt himself. That's very true. But yeah, that is very true. They're trying to win, so. Um, and yeah, then I like the got two guys I said for myself. I like Gus Edwards and Darren Sproles. I mean, those prices <laughs> you can get a lot of good receivers. You put both of them in your lineup. Yeah, especially Edwards, I would say, just because you know he's going to get a high volume. And even Sproles, I think, you know, he's, he looks like our best running back right now. Yep, they're getting double yeah, they're, they're save a lot of money. So, yeah. what I'm reading what I'm reading about Melvin Gordon right now is that it's a possibility that the, the Chargers may already know their fate uh, before they even play the game on Sunday because the uh, Chiefs play early. So if that hat Chiefs do win, then you know Chargers are a wild card, and 
there's no, you know, they can't move up or anything. So there's a chance that a lot of their players could be resting if that Chiefs game, if they win, you know, by time the starts. Yeah. They'll be resting, guys. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Fire up Justin Jackson, huh? Uh huh. Agreed. What's he at? He's at forty-two, I think. That could be. That could be worth yeah, it. Yeah. If um, so they got the options this week are like all just all the games on Sunday, or right, one yeah, o'clock yeah. games, or just the four o'clock games. So if you just you know want to set up a lineup for the four o'clock games, definitely Justin Jackson. I would fire him up for sure. Definitely. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to receivers, the pass catchers. Uh, Dom, who you like this week? Oh man. It's, you know, I, you know, Golden Tate's kind of let us down for a while, but oh you know, no, oh, just I'm not, I wouldn't want him, but at 4,500, he's someone to take a look at because who knows, maybe he goes off against the Redskins. You know, that Redskins, like we said, DJ Swearinger, their best probably defensive player, he's gone. So, you know that that uh, you know, we know you know what you're gonna get defensively from the Redskins, so. You might get somebody like Golden Tate that goes off. Yeah, I think the middle of the field is going to be open. I think you're going to see a monster or its game to close the year. Even Goddard and Tate could benefit from that too. Yep. Uh, another guy is uh, Valdez Scantlin. You know, now yeah, I am riding the Packers a little bit, but this is going to be kind of an audition for him too, because he easily become a number two receiver next year for the Packers. Uh, he's at 3,900. Had a good game. Last week, you know, I know he's been a little up and down recently, you know, for pretty much the second half of the season. But at 3,900, and he's going to be auditioning to try to get that number two because more than likely that Cobb is gone at the end of the year. And uh, Geronimo Allison, no one knows what's going to happen with him because uh, he always seems to be injured. And even then, he's kind of somewhat inconsistent. So this could be a big day for him. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to go kind of a little bit higher, I think you can never go wrong. Oh, well, Calvin Ridley. That's who I was looking for. Yeah. Ridley, he's yeah, at uh, – what's, what's he at? He's at 5,300, and we talked about the Bucks defense literally all year. And, you know, he could have a big game too. So, you, I feel like they're good receiver. You know, if you want to go with the top guys, then go with your top guys. But – at the receiver position, you can kind of play around with it you know, week 17 because, you know, whether teams were resting or looking to try new different things or got auditioning for next season to get a certain spot, this is the week to do it. And Calvin Ridley, I mean, that Bucks defense is atrocious, but you can see, you can see him you know, getting the ball a lot this week. Yeah, I like your Ridley and Valdez Scantling picks. Um if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Ridley had a good game against the Bucks earlier in the year. I can't say 100% for sure, but, yeah. Um, I think, you know, Ryan's still going to be playing in that game. And, you know, the Atlanta offense, their passing attack still look pretty good, even though their team's not very good. Um, Dom, I'm going to go back to an ex-Packer. We're going to stick with the, the Packer kind of name. Uh, for a guy that I like this week at 4,900, your old boy, uh, your old boyfriend there, Rogers' boyfriend, Jordy uh, Oakland. Jordy's been coming on as of late. He's got uh, double-digit targets in two out of the last four weeks, and even those other two weeks he didn't. He had eight targets and seven targets. Hasn't really found the end zone, you know, since early in the season. He had three touchdowns the first five games of the year. Um, but the last four weeks he's had good production, 10 catches for 97, 
75, 88 yards, six catches in other weeks, at least six catches in each of the last four weeks, um, becoming a reliable target for Card at the end of the season. And, you know, Kansas City, we already like Doug Martin. Um, you know, why not? I think, you know, they scored a lot of points against them last time. Against the Chiefs, he had 10 catches for 97 yards, the most catches in the season he's had. Um, I think they'll probably be losing in that game because they're not going to be able to stop the, the Chiefs' offense. Um, so they'll be throwing the ball live, which is good for Jordy. Uh, an obvious pick, uh, priced higher if we're going to go cheap in some run- at, at running back spots. Um, I like Juju at 8,300. Going to bounce back from the fumble. Um, he still had an incredible game last week, him and Brown both. Um, priced high, but I think is going to be totally worth it. Just, you know, delivers week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, that Jory pick, I, mean, I love Jory Nelson as a Packer. But he was a, you know, he was hurt a little bit, banged up. There's his ACL in the preseason that one year against the Steelers. Uh, and he was pretty much a product of Aaron Rodgers. You know, it wasn't the other way around. Uh, so he came in slow, and like you said, he has been coming, you know, along the last few weeks. But you mentioned the three touchdowns. You know, that all he, that's all he has on this season. It's not like, in, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not. It's obviously not yeah. great. So, I mean, it's a sneaky guy it's at forty nine hundred. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's getting a lot more passes, but still, the touchdowns aren't there. And you know, I've talked about before, where you know, the numbers mean something pretty much to me. Especially in fantasy, with you know touchdowns and all, you look for that key stuff, and him not having any touchdowns in the last few games that he's went off is something that kind of scares me. But although I mean he is getting the yards though, so if you can kind of take that and hope he gets a touchdown, then he's a good pick. But if the touchdown's scary, like it scares me, I want to take him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure I can trust uh, anyone catching the ball for uh, Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> it just really scares me. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, you guys all had good picks, though. Like, those are some of the names I was going to say. Um, but, yeah, instead of Jordy, I'd rather just take a dart throw at somebody, you know, that has, like, upside potential, like Keith Kirkwood for the Saints at 3,300. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas is going to take a back seat a little bit this week and then let the let um, Trey Collins Smith and Keith Kirkwood kind of take over and catch a lot more passes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Keith Kirkwood could have a big day potentially um, with Teddy Bridgewater playing. Like, that backup connection um, could definitely be uh, some second-team magic. And then, obviously, like, if I do something like that, I'd be able to put in both Juju and AB in my lineup, which I think is actually a decent play this week because, I mean, I think Pittsburgh's going to come out and they're going to come out firing the football the whole game. Um, James Conner is still banged up, so they need, they're going to need to throw the football. Big Ben's going to throw between 40, 45 times easy, and I would say 10 of those targets each are going to A.B. and Juju. There's, there's like no doubt in my mind that's happening this week. Yeah, I liked – I mean, they both went off last week together in the same game. Um, I don't see why that wouldn't happen. That couldn't happen again, especially, you know, they'll be playing for their playoff lies. They need help to get in, but – um, I think they'll be slinging the rock all day against the crap Cincinnati defense. Yeah, that's gonna. I mean, that could be. A, that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch that game. You know, those games always seem to be. Oh no! Yeah, know. somebody. It's like a war. <laughs> yeah, there. somebody gets hurt, and with the Steelers' playoffs hope on the line, you know, that could be get real interesting over there, Pittsburgh. 
I mean, they combined for 34 targets last week. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Ben, when, when you know, when the season's in doubt, throw the ball to your best players. I mean, they're both they're both number one receivers, so yeah, oh, I can't believe they're like they might not make the playoffs. With I know that's insane. I mean, that's what they that's what you get when you lose to the you know the Raiders and you know you barely beat the Jags and crap like that. You know the Steelers just do dumb dumb stuff, man. They're as talented as they get, but they usually at least made the playoffs. Then they do the dumb stuff in the playoffs, <laughs> but might not even get the chance to do that this year. Yeah, what do you guys think about uh some? They're higher. They're decently high priced, but these guys in the seven thousands, like Diggs, Cooper, Thielen, Edelman, Evans. What do you think? About yeah, them? I don't love Edelman. I like Thielen. Maybe. Um, I hope Thielen doesn't have a good game because I don't want the Vikings to do well at all this week. <laughs> uh, but I think that could happen. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, he's a stud. I I I feel like Woods is always a good pick. If I could pick him every week, I would. You know, but his price is really varied, but he's always having just standout games. You know, 89 yards last week, 74 the week before, 61, 67. I mean, it goes on and on and just constantly over, you know, 50 yards. He's only been under 50 once this season, and that was week one against the Raiders. Uh, yeah. You know, so I would, you know, him, I would pencil him in, you know, every week if I could. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Thielen and Diggs. I don't know. They, to me, you know, Adam Thielen is obviously, you know, a very good receiver, right? But I feel like for him, he had kind of recently, at least, he's had those weeks where it's just been, I don't know if the season's catching up with him. You know, he's getting a lot more workload than he usually does or whatnot. But, you know, he's kind of been <laughs> falling off a little bit. And he's still putting up numbers, but he's falling off a little bit. And at 7,400, I don't think I like that. Yeah, no touchdowns in the last in the last three yeah, games. Yeah, and then even I mean he had eighty yards last week with no touchdowns. The week before against Miami, nineteen yards, and then against Seattle with seventy yards, and then the week before that was only twenty eight yards. And that he had yeah. ten targets. You know that was his last double digit game. So like I don't know if it's the workload, like I said, but it's I wouldn't take him at seventy four hundred. And even Diggs too. You know he's usually you know go to guy. But seven thousand, his season's kind of been too inconsistent for me to pick him up that high. Yeah, Theon came out of the gate eight straight one hundred yard receiving games to start the year. I didn't even realize that, and I think only one last seven games now. Um, so he's slowed down considerably, and yeah, similar numbers for Diggs, I believe. Yeah, Diggs. Diggs has been, you know, he had although he has had two touchdowns the last two weeks, uh, Diggs, but. You know, last week he only had 10 yards. The week before that, 49 yards, and 76 and 49. You know, and he hasn't had other than the last two weeks. His last touchdown, if you don't, if you take week 16 and week 15 out, is week 12 against the Packers. So, yeah. You know, it's just a little too inconsistent for me, and I don't know if that's just because, you know, with the whole new offense they're running now, uh, you know, but. And especially and going up against Bears defense, we're forgetting that too. That Bears defense is coming out to play. They want blood. So, oh no, I agree. I, I was just kind of wondering where you guys were thinking in that range. Um, I'm like to me, like a, like I said before, I'd rather just pay all the way get those top guys as opposed to these guys here in the middle range. Um, I mean, what about Mike Evans though, <laughs> going up against Atlanta? Uh, I, yeah, that's a decent. It's a decent play. 
That is for sure. Atlanta's past events has just been ravaged all year. I feel like um, I've heard of Mike Evans named yeah. old all year. Now nah, Evans has been good. He's got a lot of yards. Not a ton of touchdowns. Only six touchdowns in the year, but had a touchdown last week and recently, last couple of weeks, he's put up big yardage. Yeah, I mean he's got he's averaging nineteen fantasy points per game. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Evans has been good. I mean that team's just irrelevant. And he hasn't he hasn't found the end zone a ton because that team. When you watch them, that is the worst red zone offense in football, hands down. They just turn into the biggest joke inside the 20. And inside the 10, it gets even worse. Um, so, no wonder he only has six touchdowns. But, you know, high average yards for catch. And it's, he's going to have, you know, if he ends up with decent yards in this game, he'll eclipse 1,500 for the season. Yeah, it's amazing how the, the Bucks with Godwin and Evans – and Cameron Brate like can't find a way to score in the red zone often. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't score points. They move the ball and they just don't score. Like, those are huge targets. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, anyway, oh, but yeah, I think actually all Tampa Bay pass catchers are decent uh, this week. Like, Godwin's only at forty three hundred. That's yeah. a little underpriced for him, honestly. Uh, I think Jameis is going to come out slinging again, and uh, clearly Djax doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, I think DJ Djax is pouting his way out. Uh, doesn't sound like he's going to play this week either. So, yeah, look for Humphreys and Godwin for sure. Yeah, all right. Let's uh, let's move on to the other pass catchers. Um, the tight ends. Who are you looking at this week, Morris? Uh, my top guy, I like Evan Ingram. Um, reasonably priced at 5300 um, which is, I think, the fifth highest for tight ends. But obviously you can pay up for – Ertz or Kelsey, you know, whoever third as usual, or Kittle, who's third, who seems to always be up there too. Um, who all three, I think, will have big weeks, um, all all going against susceptible pass defenses. Um, but Ingram, I mean, I, I think Dallas is probably going to be sitting most of their defensive starters. Um, and even when you know Dallas is playing their guys, if there's one deep, if there's one weakness that defense has had this year, uh, it's covering the tight ends, covering the middle of the field. Um, and Ingram's come on as of late, um, racking up the targets the last three weeks since he returned from injury. 77, 75, 87 yards each of the last three games, um, 14 catches the last two weeks, putting up good fantasy numbers. Um, I think he had his highest of the season actually last week, or second highest. So, yeah, he's been he's been hot. Um, so I, and I, I like him again, certainly going against Dallas' backups. Yeah, I like uh, definitely Evan Ingram. He's like, you know – he was probably the most, I think, believe it was the most highly touted tight end coming out of the draft that year, right? Two years ago. Yeah, he definitely you know, was. Injuries kind of, you know, bummed him this year. He had that injury that kept him out for a while. And Eli Manning and defense is just stale, you know, for a long time it was. But one guy I like this week is uh, Chris Herndon, 3,400. Oh, he's a, man. He's a real playmaker, you know, when given his opportunities. I mean, I saw him last week. I was at the game and he made that one-hand catch. It was unreal in traffic. Uh, you know, but last week he had 82 yards, seven targets. You know, and the Jets, you know, Darnold's going to be a stud. We all see that. But this is another guy kind of going back to that auditioning for next year for what a spot, you know, whether it's going to be a lot of targets or definitely a starter or whatnot is Herndon. So at 3,400. I would take him. He gets targets. You know, the only week he hasn't had more than four targets was week fourteen. In the last few weeks, at least, is week fourteen against Buffalo. Uh, 
you know, and he's had 82 yards last week, 53 yards uh, two weeks ago against Houston. So, you know, Darnold's clearly looking his way, and that's what I like to see at the tight end position. Yeah, I like Herndon. The guy's – he's got good upside. Looks like a pretty talented player. Yeah, that's actually who I have this week, Tom, my boy Chris Herndon. Last uh, last time they played New England, he put up uh, seven receptions for 57 yards, so on eight targets. Um, the Patriots aren't exactly, you know, fantastic at covering tight ends this this whole entire year. So I wouldn't be surprised Chris Herndon has a decent day at price at 3,400. Can't really go wrong there. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a good young player for the Jets, and that's what they need. You know, I know this year is kind of a lost year for them, but the future looks bright with all these guys they're getting. You know, they got their quarterback, they could have their tight end. Now they need, you know, I know Robbie Anderson is really good, but at the same time, you never know what's going to happen with him. With you know, he seems to be in trouble every time you look in the off season. Yeah, he's a head yeah, case. So they. Temple yeah, guy. They're, they're a few pieces away, you know, offensively at least from being one of the top offensive in the league. So, you know, but I like him this week. Yeah, I mean, that's that's who I would go with if I wasn't going to um, attempt to play Travis Kelsey. I mean, I know he's 7,200, but he's better than a lot of receivers um, in that aspect of catching the ball. And his last game – at Oakland, he put up 42.8 fantasy points. So, uh, I don't know if he could get up to 42 points, but he can definitely get over 20, which is uh, definitely which is about tripling his value. So, I mean, like I said, it's not a sneaky play or anything, but if you can somehow find a way to get Travis Kelsey in your lineup, I think it's necessary this week. Yeah, another guy you can look at, too, is Gronk, you know, 5,100. I know he's you know, uh, been a little up and down, but against – Against, eh, I don't like Gronk. against the Jets though. Last time, fifty-six yards, one touchdown. You know, fourteen fantasy points. Uh, and at home, it seems like he's significantly better. Uh, I don't know why that would be for a tight end, but on the on the road, he's two hundred ninety-three yards at home. He's got three hundred sixty-five yards. So he was shut out last week. Well, yeah, I mean, but you know, I don't know, man. Gronk is. I know he was decent against the Jets last time. I think he's a little too highly priced. I wouldn't be saving up 5,100 for him. Well, you know, he's – like I said, he's just a guy you can take a flyer on too. So, we'll see. I mean, if I had to rank them, I would go Herndon just because of the price and the upside. Herndon, definitely. He's the best one, Yeah, and then I'd go Evan Ingram if I'm looking at those where, you know, you don't want to spend too much at tight end. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to agree there. Um yeah, like I, like I was saying, like obviously Kelsey is it's not a sneaky player or anything, but I think if you're going to pay up a tight end, I'd rather pay for him than Ertz. Um, I think Ertz is is going to have a good week, but I just think Kelsey has that potential to absolutely go bonkers, <laughs> um, going up against Oakland. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's move on. Defense is what we all love to do each oh. and every week. Love it. Uh, well. Yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do here at defense. Uh, <laughs> I kind of don't like any of them. Um, I don't love any of them, no. no. Uh, yikes. It's real sketchy. Um, I'm considering playing the Arizona defense solely because 
of um, the Seahawks have already clinched a playoff spot. I mean, I know that, you know, it depends between five and six, but I'm not too sure that they, they're going to risk getting players hurt between five and six. So um, maybe, you know, they stop playing players at a, at a certain point or, or whatnot. Um, and, you know, hopefully just the Cardinals don't completely suck. <laughs> I mean, they're 2,200. As long as they get three, four, five points, they do their job for your lineup. So, yeah, I kind of like the Bills possibly. I think Miami's offense is really looking ugly these days. Uh, Jacksonville put a hurting on them. Uh, Bills have a talented secondary, too. Uh, I think you can see a couple interceptions there. And they're reasonably priced at 2700 um, And then I kind of like Houston, too. They're a little more expensive. I don't know if you want to spend over 3000 on defense, but um, the carousel of QBs in Jacksonville, Blake Bortles back in the lineup this week. Um, obviously, Houston doesn't have a good pass defense. They go, Nick Foles made them, you know, look pretty bad last week. Um but I think, yeah, I think they could bounce back with, you know, playing a crap quarterback at home. So, I'm a big Giants believer this week, 2,100. Uh, especially, I mean, Ugh. that offense has been whatever, but I have a feeling that Dallas is going to end up, at some point, if not the whole game, be taking out their guys to rest them since they will have to play a week the next week. You know, and they really can't – there's nothing they can do. They're locked in. So, but – at 2100 and say they're going up against a Cooper rush. Yeah. You can do the math. That could be really well for you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like this week, whatever, whatever really fits your lineup. If you somehow come out with like $3,000, like, yeah, just, just pay, pay, pay for it. But if you need to, if you want to go up, up and up at, you know, wide receiver and, and uh, run back, like, and you only have 2200, like, uh, or you know whatever it is, just whatever. Uh, it doesn't really matter at that rate because you're you're uh, paying for what you really need. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, week seventeen is a crapshoot. With I mean, defense is always crapshoot, especially week seventeen. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, if we had to name top three defenses, I don't think we could. No, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> Yeah, so like like I'm saying, I guess my advice to people would be just whatever really fits your lineup this week. Yeah, that's definitely you know. Or close, close your eyes and scroll up and down and pick one. Go with it. That works. <laughs> give it a give it a whirl. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> covered all the positions. Um, I want to change it up this week. Week 17 special. As far as predictions go, instead of predictions. I want each of you to give me um, three games that you would parlay. Oh, this week, this week, betting. Uh, well, we we uh, uh, we, we gotta get some lines up then, huh? Yeah, let me get the lines up here. I can get the slate. Let me get them. Uh, uh, my Wi-Fi would work these days, you know, which it just never seems to. Oh, here we go. All right, it's coming slowly but surely. We're live. All right, parlays. I do like my Eagles at minus seven. Um, the Redskins are in the shitter. Season's over. Nothing to play for. No chance at the playoffs. No DJ Swearinger. It's the season's ending as a shit show, which you know is typical of Washington. They'll finish their usual seven and nine. Um, I like also. Oh, 
the week 17 is tough because sometimes with these spreads, you know, you don't know what they're going to be setting guys and who's not. Um, kind of like Indy minus three and a half in the night game, the Sunday night game. Um, I think Tennessee will be hanging around in that game early, but I, I just think the Colts are better. The Colts crushed them last time too. Um, and I'd rather see the Colts in the playoffs. And I, I think they are. I think they're better. I think they're better. I think they'll come through. Um, and then another game, some of these spreads are so high. Um, probably Houston, six and a half. Uh, I think they should be, that should be a little bit higher. Um, and they're playing at the same time as the Patriots. So, they'll, I mean, they'll be playing for to try to get a buy still. You know, I guess the Jets are getting, getting their asses kicked. Who knows? Houston could pull some guys off the field, but. I just think Jacksonville's terrible. I think they'll cover that six and a half. Uh, those are probably the three. The rest of them, the, the, the lines are just a little. You got the lines on, you yeah. Them? You know, you got, got them on uh, the draft DraftKings sportsbook. Uh, yeah, we got. You know, <laughs> like you said, there's a lot of big lines this week, and a lot of teams that are favored that you wouldn't think, like the Giants are favored over the Cowboys. I'm assuming that's because. There's some uh, knowledge these guys aren't going to be playing for the Cowboys. But uh, what I like this week is Falcons minus one. You know, I think they definitely get that. I don't. I was thinking that, but I'm. I don't know. I'm not 100 well, percent sure. It is. This, this mean, is the, the boxer. This is the thing, though. With uh, you know, what I look at at least when something's that close, whether it's one or one and a half or point five or whatnot is you might as well take the team you think who's going to win in the money line and because if you get, you know, say you would think the Bucks are going to win, so you might as well take the point that comes with it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, but true. If you think the Falcons true. are going to win, you got to, you know, you know that they have to win by at least a point. <laughs> so, worst comes to worst, you get it back with the push. So, uh, yeah. Right. So, I like the Falcons minus one. Another one I like is I like, I like the Bears plus five. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do too. I, I I was thinking about. I mean, I'm rooting for that obviously because I need the Eagles to get in the playoffs and we need the Bears to win. Um, but I don't know. I can't be 100 percent sold on that. I just, I mean, Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is a choke artist. We've seen it time and time again. But I don't know. They're playing home, I just, I feel like they might, they might find a way to do it. But four and a half, five. You know, what you see, you see five. I see four. Yeah, and a half. I got five. It was a little high. I think I feel like it's a field goal game. Yeah, you know, and like we've we like we said, they're in that you know Bears are playing to win. Uh, you know they're not going to be resting guys, so definitely. So I got the Falcons minus one, Bears plus five, and then see I if I would say if the Chiefs lose, Chargers six minus six and a half definitely. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, so I don't know. I wouldn't pick that game though. There's some good tease potential for a couple of these these high lines. You want to do a three team uh, seven point teaser: Seahawks, uh, Steelers, Rams, uh, Chiefs. You name it. Whatever the double digit lines, I, I like them all in a tease. Patriots, maybe two. Yes, Packers. But my three would be definitely Falcons minus one, Bears plus five, and then I do like uh, Packers minus eight also. Because I, have, you know, Rogers is going to be looking to play that whole game, and this is going to be kind of you got to beat the NFC North, especially after that showing they had against the Lions last week, last time they played. 
Mason Crosby just throwing up a clunker. So yeah, so it's gonna. I would go with Packers minus eight, Bears plus five, Falcons minus one. Ooh, Ooh I, I like that. I'm gonna go with my hometown Jets uh, plus thirteen and a half. I think they covered that. Um, and then I like the Browns to cover minus five and a half. And I also like the Cardinals to cover plus thirteen and a half. Ooh, the Cardinals on the big spread. Yeah. You think? Yeah, maybe I could see. I feel like they play. They always play Seattle tough up there for whatever reason, even though they're they're usually not as good. Um, yeah, I was. I kind of agree with the Browns too. I think they're going to play them tough. Yeah, I like I like the Browns this week. I just feel like they're on a on a mission, an absolute mission. You mean you mean Browns plus plus whatever, right? Yeah, plus, plus, plus five, five and a half. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I thought you said minus, and I was like, uh, wait. <laughs> I no, up? no, I, I'm, I'm oh, no, picked yeah. all pluses this week. Okay, yeah. Browns are not favored in Baltimore, no way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I always pick uh, the underdog. You know, we're all about here on JokerMag.com. And speaking back. of JokerMag.com, back. <laughs> we want to give a shout-out to O'Shea, doing big things, closing on the new year of uh, – well, closing in on 2018 – Looking in on 2019, we got some big things coming. Uh, we want to remind you to look at the top of our website for DraftKings. Uh, sign up through there, five dollar deposit, get a free entry for DraftKings. Use our advice, pick a winning lineup. It's good stuff. Um, and we also want to remind you that our article will be coming out Saturday morning this week um, to get your lineup set. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, I also want to point out that the Sunday night game this week um, has some decent players in it if you want to do uh, the sh- Captain Showdown on DraftKings, which is pretty cool. Um, I think we're going to do that this week as well. Um, we'll put something out there, uh, picking the guys we like in the Colts-Titans game, which is actually also going to be a really good game. That's both uh, teams fine for that uh, sixth playoff spot, huh? Yeah, it should be. It's going to be – that's definitely a Sunday night. That's not your usual kind of week 17 Sunday night game, but it's going to be a fun one, I feel like. Absolutely. I'm ready for it. Ready for week 17, ready for the playoffs. Um, we'll continue doing DraftKings lineups through the playoffs and uh, um, hopefully just go with different settings and uh, pick up some good winners. So thank you guys for listening. Um, enjoy your week 17 football. Enjoy it. Last week of the season, and uh, you know, maybe we'll be back in the playoffs. Hopefully, go birds, go Paco, J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, not bad, boys. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog. <laughs>